thank you for having me. Well, 150 years ago, the Bunyip reported on friendly societies at Lindock. The article says, on Monday, the third instant, the Odd Fellows, in connection with the Loyal Lindock Lodge, held their annual festival. They were joined by members of the Foresters' Court from Williamstown and marched in procession to a section belonging to Miss Thomas Winton, about half a mile north of Lindock where a very pleasant afternoon was spent by engaging in the various sport usual on such occasions, such as racing, jumping, cricket and football. They were very fond of their friendly societies back then. Yes. There seemed to be an awful lot of them. It sounds very, you know, prestigious, like you only yeah. the most elite of people would attend. I think they were fussy about their membership. Yeah, they definitely. Yes. And what was happening 100 years ago? So 100 years ago, the Bunyip printed an article about a fire at Two Wells, So it says, early on Monday morning, September 27, Mr R McCord's homestead, situated about three miles south-east of Two Wells, was totally destroyed by fire. Mr and Mrs McCord were awakened by the roar of flames and found themselves almost encircled by the fire. They managed to reach safety, as did their sons. Grateful for fire alarms. (laughs) Yes, well, would they have had fire alarms 100 no, years no, ago? No, no, no. So, no they wouldn't yes, have no had any morning warning, and just woke up to the yes, smoke. It's and lucky they did wake up. Yeah. People wouldn't wake up because of smoke inhalation. That's why so. it's good to have pets as well. Like yes, pets quite Dogs often will, would come yes, and, yeah, warn you. Yes, I think quite often it would be pets that would act as the smoke alarm. Yes. And 50 years ago, this one really amused me when I saw this earlier, the 50 years ago story. Yes. So 50 years ago, an interesting story featured about a massive scheme to demolish the heart of Gawler. So it says, on Monday evening this week, the Gawler Town Council was presented with a breathtaking scheme which would almost completely do away with the main centre of the town, replacing it with a huge complex of shops, offices and small industries. The council chamber was filled with councillors and a gallery of local businessmen to hear the proposal to completely change the heart of Gawler, put forward by Adelaide architect Mr Vern Tolcher. So, do you know anything more about this? Did this actually no. happen? No, obviously not. No. Because we would have lost our historic heart of town. Because right. back in the 70s, that was when they were all about bulldozing everything and starting afresh. A lot of historic buildings were bulldozed because it was all about progress and mm. the new and doing away with the old. So I'd say that would have totally changed the whole feel of this town if it had gone ahead. I'm sure that there would have been a lot of articles printed on that topic. Yes, I imagine there'd be a lot of mm. letters written. Yes, so it would be interesting to go yes. back and read the dialogue and to see how the community fought, you know, this Adelaide mm. guy coming down and trying to destroy the town. Yes, mm. yeah. well, I'm sure some people would have seen it as a positive. But yeah, so. that is true. Yes. And 25 years ago, the story I see is about, again, sport. Yes, so 25 years ago, the Bunyip included a story titled Going into Bat for a Family Tradition. It says, Australia has many legendary cricketers, but when it comes to the tools of the trade, it is a South Australian bat which has become a national legend. This year marks the 100th anniversary of Australia's first cricket back, the Cumnick hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is today known as the A.L. Filky Bat. Gawler's Bob Filky is now chief bat maker, assembling around 100 bats annually at his Crown Street home. How interesting. I remember this. I think I can even picture the image. Really? Of this. And I just remember even at the time being, well, that's an incredible thing for Gawler, that cricket bat wow. to make. So yeah. he must have hand-carved them out of mm. wood. It's quite an art to making a cricket bat, I believe. 
Okay. Because you've got to be very solid. Mm, yes. Using a really hard object, and they've got to have the mm. right curvature and or the ball will go off in different directions. So I think it's very, very precise. I know my dad has a bat somewhere in a safe of Sir Donald Bradman signed signed bat. So, but that could be a filthy bat. Yeah, well, it's something that he'd never let go of. He loves his cricket. And ten years ago, stories about a dog. Yes, this is a sweet story. Yeah, so 10 years ago, we wrote about a pinched pooch that was returned safely back home. So Harry the Chihuahua was stolen from the Royal Adelaide Show and he was found and returned to his home at Two Wells. Owner Kylie Sunman said she received a call last Monday evening from someone saying they may have known the location of the pinched pooch and, after further investigation, determined it was most likely Harry. She informed detectives the next morning who found and rescued Harry by 9am. <laughs> detectives on the case. Stealing a dog. Well, Chihuahuas, they're quite an expensive breed, aren't they? You can, a couple of I thousand dollars, I'd yes. say. Um, Pure breed, probably. Yes, yeah. yes. But no, it is definitely a shame for someone to steal another's yes. dog. Well, that's all we have for you this week, Janet. Thank you so much. That's fine. I might go and do some more research about that development. And see yes, please. And we can talk about it next week. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you. Bye. For all my sign.